Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. And this is Big Key Kumar. How y'all doing today? Good. I'm excited. I am yeah. prepared for this podcast, which <laughs> is different. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a special podcast episode because this is the Geeky Bros Season 1 finale. This is our Which 52nd. Kind of doesn't really mean anything because we'll be back next week anyway. So. Nah. But like, but. It, it's nice to say. It's like we've done 52 episodes, this being our 52, one a week. It's been a year of the Geeky Bros. It's, so that means something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It, mean, it means we're going to have one hell of an episode. That's what it means. Yes, I like that. I like that. Mm. All right. Awesome. Let's, All right. Yeah, go ahead, Umar. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What's what's on the agenda? (laughs) (laughs) You're doing so well on our 52nd episode. It's because you're trying to steal my lines, bro. Jumping ahead of the game, bro. Wait, wait. (laughs) I'm too excited. I'm too excited. All right, here we go. Here we go. So, first item on the agenda, we're gonna break from tradition and not do geeky news because. Frankly, we got something more important to talk about. Actually, we got quite a few things more important to talk about. And that the first being the Loki, Marvel's Loki television series that just dropped on Wednesday on Disney Plus. Uh please tell me you both have watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course I watched it, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So I gotta ask, how did, what did you guys think of the first episode? Darcy, let's start with you. What did you think? I thought I thought it was really good. It was exciting. It set up a lot, you know. It, 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 it I like that it set up a lot. I wanted action, but I also know like there's a lot that they needed to establish for this show. Um, I, I I was trying to think of what their names are. What are the gods' names? Because I keep thinking in my head, new gods. I'm like, no, that's DC. What are, what are these gods' names? The timekeepers. The timekeepers, thank you. Yeah, so like, I know like this the 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 whole concept of the timekeepers and everything like that. Like, we got the hint in in, in Endgame with the like the multiverse and everything, and now we're gonna see this. Um, and we also didn't we see them in a in an after credit um, shot a long time ago with Stan Lee? No, no, no. Those were the Watchers. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just couldn't remember what I was like. I knew they were tall figures, but I couldn't remember what they were. Um, but I, like just introducing all that, I know that they need to like they need to world build that first. Um, so so that was exciting. I just wish I got a little bit of like you know the Falcon Winter Soldier where you're like, whoa, <laughs> like all of a sudden, <laughs> a sudden, like like not not like the same tone. I just mean like you know how you jump in and all of a sudden you're like flying and battling a helicopter and you're like whoa wasn't it ready for all this all out of the gate um but i i love it the the casting is so on point like um uh what's his name because this is me every every week i don't remember anyone's name owen wilson um yeah owen wilson like i know he was gonna do a good job but it wasn't one of those things where, like, I would like would have immediately thought of him, um, you know, when the first announcement came out. But I'm really enjoying the the, the dynamic and what he's bringing to the role. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I want to see where this show goes. All right, all right. I'm glad to hear it. I'm actually really glad to hear it. How about you, T? Uh, what are your thoughts on the first episode of Loki? Honestly, I. I was a little apprehensive going into this because you, you know me and my, my whole thing about villains and whatnot. So I was dragging my feet in the beginning 
getting leading up to watching it and mm. i actually enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would to be honest yes. i agree with darcy to a certain extent that i i i did kind of want like a little bit more right out the gate but for what they gave me and what they're setting up like i really enjoyed the the, the banter like it was a lot of just a lot there was it was mostly just dialogue right there was a couple yeah. action scenes here and there but for the most part um, I really enjoyed the humor, and Marvel is of no short supply when it comes to their their humor, and um, they really delivered on that. I, I I found myself chuckling quite a bit during certain scenes, um, especially when they're in the the scene where they're in the lineup, and the guy uh, doesn't have the ticket, and then he just gets vaporized. I was like, I was dying at that point. So that's pretty funny. Um, and then just some of the mannerisms of uh, of Loki, like just being so discombobulated, not knowing what's going on and, and whatnot. So I I really enjoyed the subtleties of of the episode. And yeah, I mean I'm I still don't really know what this is all about and what's going on. Like Umar, I'm sure you know a lot more than both Darcy and I. So uh, I'd look forward to hearing your thoughts and what this all means. If you can like shed some light on that, but yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed the episode. All right. Well, I'm, I'm super glad to hear that. Cause I fucking love this episode. Like th th this was, cause like you guys both know that like in originally, originally Loki was my number one with like WandaVision being my close second. And like Falcon and Winter Soldier being like a distant third in terms of like what I was looking forward to. But while both those other shows blew my mind away and I was like, holy shit, this is a lot better than I thought it would be. This, I already had high expectations. And so far with just one episode, we've met them. So like, I'm happy. I'm, I'm actually really glad there wasn't a lot of action. I didn't want a lot of action. I wanted to see how they would set up the series and boy did they ever i don't know too much about the timekeepers and the tva to be honest like i know some stuff like i know for example like the timekeepers in the comics they're kind of like their whole shtick is that they the reason why they're trying to preserve the timeline is to preserve themselves because they were created at the end of existence and so they were then sent back to the beginning of existence. So in order to keep themselves alive, they need to make sure that the timeline follows that direction. So mm -hmm. that's what their deal is. And the, and the TVA is meant to like, they're basically like worshiped as gods and everyone is making sure that they don't do anything. Like the, like the first time they were seen, I think, was to like go after the Fantastic Four because like your Fantastic Four, you guys keep messing with timeline. Like let me let's put it this way, the TVA, if they were in the DC universe, their public enemy number one would be Barry. Mm -hmm. Barry, they'd be like, yo, we gotta fuck that, kill that guy. Like he's ruining every fucking thing, especially the CW version of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Flash would be like the one person they hate the most. But I gotta say. The acting, like like what you guys are saying, the acting was on point. The dialogue was great. I love the banter. I, like, I love the fact that Loki, being who he is, he's like, yo, I'm not a robot. And then like he's like, what if I didn't know if I was a robot? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I also love, uh, like, Tom Hilson, he's been playing this uh, guy for 10 years. He's playing it 
with the like exuberance and excitement of someone who is just started playing the role. But yeah. he has all those years of experience of like knowing his character and he brings it. I am not a big fan of Owen Wilson. I've never been a big fan of Owen Wilson. I like to be honest, I find him kind of I used to find him kind of like barely tolerable. In this, I'm like, holy shit, he's really good. Uh, I love the Minutemen, uh, especially the Minute uh, Woman who like hates Loki. I love the Judge, even though it was a short scene, but she she seemed really cool. Um, the thing that blew me away that like I would say like uh, there were two there are two moments in this uh, episode that really hit hard for me. The first one was when Loki looks into the drawer and finds all these Infinity Stones, and we're seeing that the infinity stones are literally nothing. Everything we've seen for the last 10 years, these things are paperweights at best. Kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was like, go on. Like, like it, it kind of hurt as much as if like it hurt Loki and immediately like changed his tone. It kind of hurt in the way that I was like, yeah, everything. Tony, everything that we just went through and the thing that they were fighting for, like the dumbest guy at the office doesn't even care about. <laughs> yes. And like that's terrifying. Yeah. So, like, and I love how he even was trying to like st- still keep his importance by saying, let me talk to them, God to God. And then he suddenly realized like the lowest man on the t- like on in the office is so above him in terms of like what he has in his position like this is a work desk not even his home so yeah like i like i found that to be really profound the second thing and i'm so glad they did it is when he finds out that his mother is dead he sees that he had a hand in it and he sees his father's death he sees his brother acknowledging him and it changes this variant almost to the same extent as it did the like the original Loki. And I fucking love that. I love the scene, how they showed it done. I love I love the therapy session they had, and I love the after effects. Yeah, like the, for my opinion, great fucking first episode. Yeah, I mean that emotional roller coaster he went through is like everything that he and his character holds um as like the justification for his behavior, he gets to see all in like a matter of like 30 seconds that like, yeah, all of that stuff that you secretly want, which is the kind of the underlying reason as to why you act the way you act, all of it you, you get in the end. So let go. And he has to like uh, let go of it. And I like how it also was like, they talked about how he doesn't actually like the killing. And I was like, yeah. Ooh, that was, that was a surprise. I have to say, I, I expected you guys to really resonate with the conversation, especially after all of our predestination talk, when they were talking about fate. Like hmm. he he was basically saying, like I don't accept that. Like I make my own fate. I'm in charge. And Owen Wilson's like, sure, buddy. You know, I didn't even like catch that. I think I was just like enamored with other things that I'm like. like- Oh, yeah, just it, it, it just didn't hit, it didn't hit me that deep. 
Oh, Omar is disappointed over here. Oh man, there was something else I forgot. I was gonna say that I liked the, uh, about the the episode, but I don't know. Probably won't remember. Oh, well, uh, I also really like the aesthetic of like everything. Really, like they are the most advanced like power in the universe of universes, and they're, they're like the eighties. <laughs> Oh, I think oh. that was before the '80s, man. I think it was like the '60s, Seven, right there. '60s, '70s, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it just—it's really funny how they, they they go about that way. But um, yeah, like, I, I also like, especially that scene that Tactics is talking about, where like the guy gets like uh, incinerated, and Loki's like, "Yo, where's my ticket?" <laughs> oh man, that that was good. I love how it's like, take the ticket. He's like, I don't need no ticket, and I love how it was a guy from Goldman Sachs. Like, did you hear that? He was like, he's like, my dad was in Goldman Sachs or something like that, right? What's Which, that? He, uh, it was like the big financial institution that, like, through the recession, like, took a ton of money from people, oh. and they went to jail for it, right? right? Like, like one of the main main like where like the CEO had like hundreds of millions of dollars or something like that instead of paying people. Um, yeah, so it was just one of those like really corrupt like stock exchange fund head funds, and it was just like a random thing. But I was just like, you, I, the second he said he's like, oh yeah, like, my dad's in like whatever Goldman Sachs, I'm like, he's gonna die. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not making it very far in this episode. I'll tell you that much, <laughs> because like yeah, nobody likes Goldman Sachs at this point. So yeah, um, but yeah, that was it was a good a good first episode. So let me ask you this: Now that we know that uh, like the Loki is being recruited to hunt down Loki, uh, what what pr- predictions do you have in terms of like the evil Loki, ironically, against like the good Loki? I I don't know. Like okay, okay. that's it's, fair. It's so. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of curious as to where that variant comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they just going to show us something that like we never saw and we would never had the ability to see, like some other random timeline? That's where it comes from. I'd be a little less excited about that. Uh, I'd be more excited if they show us a moment in the films that we've seen that we never paid attention to, and mm-hmm. that's where that variant comes from. Because be I, I just like because it's just like the the smallest of Easter egg, but like you weren't paying attention, and then. It, like has everything with Marvel is like there is always something we didn't see that either they planned for decade ahead or like they just found a way to shoehorn in. Um, but oh, one thing, I remember one thing I was gonna say about yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I really like the fact that you know, you're saying about his his energy is like that also has to be commended because he has to play a version of the character that was the version from the first year he started. So he has to bring that energy because this character doesn't have any of that longevity. He is literally just after the Avengers beat him. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, uh, T. What were uh, what was your? Uh, do you have any predictions about uh, where the this variant slash the evil Loki? Any predictions or any thoughts? Nah, it's hard to call for me because I really don't know what what's going on in the storyline. I, I like I'm invested. But it just seems like it's going to be like, it's interesting because it seems like it's going to be like a situation of like trickster against trickster. Who's the, who's the better god of mischief in a sense? And like, what does that look like in terms of how they fight or how they um, oppose each other? So I, I think that, that'll make for an interesting um, storyline and some cool action scenes. But yeah, I don't know. So 
All right, I, I guess I thought about this a lot more in terms of our predestination conversation than you guys did. But uh, I have, well, I had a prediction that I thought was, you know, pretty in, interesting and unique. And then I went online and found out that a lot of other people had that same thought. So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not special in, in any way. But um, my prediction is that evil Loki is actually female Loki. Is, is female Loki? Yeah. There's a female Loki? Oh, really? Okay, so uh, in the comics, uh, Loki transitions between male and female because he's a shapeshifter. Okay, cool. I Uh, thought I told you guys that. I'm sorry. No, we can look. I just forgot. (laughs) (laughs) That is possible. You do like I do go on a bit of a a Loki lectures myself that you guys probably just sleep right through. That's it. That's it. That's I lo- Loki. I I Loki didn't need that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna say, and I was I really was hoping you. I'm glad you didn't say. It. I thought it was gonna be the theory was that this Loki turns into the other Loki and somehow like travels back and and that's how they. And like that thought settled into my head the second I saw it, but I was like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. like, like there's no way you can make that as strong as predestination. And I think it's too easy that people will guess it. That's why I'd rather there be a variant that comes from something we didn't see in one of the films. Like uh, like, we didn't notice. Um, even if it is the female Loki that like, Maybe there's something there, but uh, interesting. I, mean, I feel like I feel like the female Loki is possible because they didn't actually reveal Loki at the end, like the evil or the well, the evil Loki anyway. It was like in the shadows, so it's like, well, why? What are you hiding? If we already know that evil Loki is a thing, then why can't we see the? Why can't we see them? Yeah, yeah. Why that's, they? And that's that kind so of hush that's hush. kind of where I was going with that. Yeah. yeah. Because they end up telling us right away at the end of the thing, exactly. so it's not like that they're holding on to that reveal that like, oh, it's yourself. Look in the mirror. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I wasn't a fan. Well, I, they they reference Mephisto again, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna fall for it this time. It's it's not Mephisto. <laughs> you guys will never give me Mephisto. Oh, the the, the the amount of Mephisto like like theories are gonna go up for the next this whole season. Oh no, he's coming! X Y Z reason. Let me pull out the thesis. Okay, bam, <laughs> let's talk about it. And then there's no Mephisto. It's like yeah, take that manifesto and just shove it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was ta- that tactics name for him, right? Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> I will never. I love that name. I'm just like that's right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, any last comments before we move on, bros? I'm good. All right. So uh, our next topic is something I have been dying to both watch and also talk about on the show. It is the Demon Slayer movie, the Mugen. I think it's called Mugen Train. Uh, so I finally saw it, like, I think a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And I'm, God almighty, Tactics, please tell me you watched it. Yo, can I be real with you guys? You, you don't don't do this to me, man. <laughs> Yo, I actually didn't watch it, man. I just wanted to be part of the group. <laughs> but y'all, y'all, you, but y'all can still talk about it. Y'all can still talk about it. But I, 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 I haven't watched it yet. I, I don't even know who this person is that I just put up on the screen. Yeah, oh, this, this, this one hurts. 
this one. Don't worry, I'll, I'll I'll mute my mic, and you guys can just give me the thumbs up when you guys are done. Oh, I guess we can come up with a new topic. Like, no, like we're live. We're live, man. Go go ahead. Yeah. You already just introduced it. Go ahead. I'm waiting. All right, we're all Give waiting. Give Umar. You need to breathe. You need to breathe. <laughs> okay, fine. You could have told me that ahead of time. I could have made a last minute. <laughs> fine. <laughs> all right. All right, so um, oh, just moving on to the next topic after this. No, okay. Um, I I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, um it it. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, <laughs> Tell me about it, bro. Tell me everything. <laughs> I can't, man. Like I can't go into any of the details that I want to. Tell me everything. Oh. Say it. It was say a it. good. I, I was happy with the movie. Say it. Um, say it. Tell me. Everything. I would say that the the ending for me. Tell me everything. I would say it went on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> say it. Stop, you can stop, do it. Stop, stop yeah. writing. It's like I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay, then so, write it. Uh, <laughs> write it. <laughs> How will they is, see is, if I write it? Yo, is, uh, it Darcy, is it four I, to five, five swords? Four to five swords. Darcy, <laughs> how, how much of it do you actually remember? Um, oh, I remember how, how the whole thing plays out. Yeah, okay, 100%. Yeah. So like, I would say that the ending I found to be, it went on a little too long. It was too much of a, like, an unnecessary emotional outburst that kind of, like, carried on. Yeah, I agree with you that, that the, the, the emotional ending uh, was trying to sell itself a little bit harder than it needed to. Yeah. Um, but... Um, like it was it was good but i feel like if maybe if i just binge watched every episode of the show and then watched it maybe i would have felt that emotional moment more because the character maybe needed the release um but yeah the new character that they introduced i liked him um in the like he was exactly what he's supposed to be he's a very um weird and dry character but he's yeah. got like a <laughs> But he's got like a Naruto will. Like he's just he he comes off like um he comes across as Naruto actually. Like that, that that's honestly he, the, the character I thought. He, he, of. Com- he comes across as Naruto, but he also comes across as a as an individual who um can't read social cues, right? Like um w- uh, whatever kind of like uh um uh, state of a person you would you would label that as. So, so he reads as somebody who who can't who doesn't understand social cues for the most part. And that's that made him very interesting, because yeah, like he, he I just I just enjoyed uh, what he he brought to it, and it was a really nice. So for tactics, I won't get into details, but the guy that that you see is one of those like Hot top level, yeah, like with those top level demon slayers, and to see what he can do um, really shows you a lot. And I get the feeling that he's at most mid tier in in the group. Um, I would and, say he he's among the top uh, ones. Okay, like he's, the, he's the more respected one. Uh, but like, yeah, like uh, he he the guy in the middle, he um, Renjiko, he's a Hashira who's very well respected uh, among the Hashiras, and also he unlike like he is not as much of an asshole as like as the other ones are. Uh, but at the same time, he is someone who is very very dedicated to the elimination of demons. 
Yeah, I, I I like what he what he brought, and considering how the movie you know plays out and everything that happens in there, it really sets up a lot for what's to come, what the other Hashira uh, yeah. are capable of, and really what the the uh, the evil side of this world, the demons are capable of, like. Like, you know, they fight a, a, a really qualified demon and then they fight another one that is just like scary um, to yeah. all degree. And it really the thing I liked most about it is how much it was like, oh, crap, what we're about to get into next is going to be very intense when we get this next season. Like it's it. I'm I'm worried for the demon slayer side of this of this fight. You know? Yeah, like I, I completely agree with that because like this was not just showing us what the the demon slayers slash the Hashras are capable of. It's showing what the, like how the war looks, why the demon slayers aren't doing well because the best, well, among the best of them was you, you get to see just the dif- the difference in power level between what uh, uh, Tanjiro, uh, Inosuke, and uh, Zensu what their abilities are like. And then you see Ranjiko being at such a level that they're there. They can't even, they can barely watch his movements when he's going in full strength. Mm-hmm. And then you see him go up against like an upper number. And I'm not going to say any more than that, but like seeing the two, basically the, the top tiers of both organizations going at each other. And you're seeing the difference that like, like Rui was like the big bad for us, like and the like and the rest of the spiders, like they they're like they were a very difficult thing. And now you see why the Hashras took him out so easily. You you know what you know what I think that um, Mujin Train. I'm probably saying that wrong. What what it why it's so popular and what it did in the middle of Demon Slayer. It is the pain saga or the pain battle of Naruto. Or the Frieza yeah. battle in Dragon Ball Z. It is that moment where all of a sudden, but it's more like pain because it's like an overwhelming force, which was one guy who took on the whole Leaf Village and yeah. like annihilated them by himself. And you're like, that's how powerful the bad side is. Oh <laughs> shit. Like, what are we going to do now? <laughs> right? Like, this is just this one dude of a team of 12. Like, mm, <laughs> like not good. Um, and so it's, it's that pivotal moment. And, and then it, it's like, and then it puts our main character like Naruto up against that. Now in the, in the, in the pain saga, Naruto is like, way further ahead than this guy uh than our, our main dude in, in in demon slayer is yeah tantro has a long way to go yeah a, a long way but it, it it puts the stakes of like so way that's what we're up against oh okay yeah, yeah like like when you th- if you thought that like tantro was doing good in season one you found find out that it's like yeah bro you, you might got the level nine thousand. But you going up against nine million? <laughs> so. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. That's true, and I, I also like love that. Like he he finished season one literally by completing that like that intense training, and he he was kind of viewed to be like the the top one out of the three of them, and it means it means jack all. It yeah. literally means jack all. But by the way, now I don't want to say the details of this. But one thing I thought was really interesting is Tanjiro shows the ability to go into different 
I don't think we call them elements, but different powers within this. And and maybe that's why his sword is the way that it is. Um, he just he looks like he's going to be like this is gonna be a bad comparison, but he's gonna be like Avatar in a way, like the ability to do multiple things that other people aren't able to do. I see. Um, like they kind of already alluded to it in when he was facing Rui. Like he went from like a water style fighting to a fire style fighting. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And he, he kinda, I forgot and, they showed it before. Yeah, yeah. Like a uh, spoiler warning, he does it again. Um, I I will say that one thing I actually found to be really poignant about the movie was the fact that they still showed that uh in in like the most vi- the first for the first time that it wasn't done in like an interactive way, it was done in a visual way. We got to see what Tanjiro was really like when that guy goes into his subconscious. Oh, that was so good. I that, forgot about that. Honestly. Oh, yeah, Taxes, you're going to love that moment. Yeah. There's this whole thing where they have to invade people's subconsciousness and seeing the differences between them. Like, the Beast Dudes is hilarious. Like, I just love it. <laughs> like, his subconscious is exactly his his outer state. Like, there's yeah. no difference between his inside and his outside. But, but seeing Tondro's inner state is beautiful. Like, it's actually that is the emotional moment of the film and the yeah. reaction of the character from it is fantastic. It is, it is poignant and powerful. And I think that's going to yeah. be Taxis's like top three moments in, in, I don't know where, but I think it's gonna be his top three. Yeah. Like, cause like, even for me, when I've seen an anime, when a, a bad guy or, or a flunky kind of, goes against and is like you know what i'm I'm not gonna be bad anymore i'm gonna be good i've always been like oh i guess okay sure whatever but in this one like when the dude saw tandro's subconscious like yo fuck i'm not messing with him i was like yeah i believe that yeah oh, Takis, i wish you seen out i want to say the reason as to why right now because I, I forgot about how good that moment was that is breaking a lot of hearts right now the audiences and ours yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what though? I guess season two, we're gonna have to come back and talk about this. <laughs> yes, agreed. Anyway, uh, tactics. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Those pictures, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, show your face. Show your shame. <laughs> yeah, those are good, good, good ass pictures, though. All right. <laughs> Thank <Bye>. you, Vanna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Moving on. To, uh, before I get even more disheartened about what happened, we're moving into uh, watch, discussing Superman and Lois episode eight. Now, tactics. I swear to God, if you did not watch this episode, can I be honest with you guys? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> If you didn't watch it, we just we gonna skip to the next one because I'm 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 down for that. <laughs> I watched it. Oh, watched it. there it is, there it is, there it is. All right, tactics. What do you think about the twist? Wait, was the twist in this one? There's a twist. I thought it was in. Oh, maybe it wasn't seven. Oh, I thought I, I, you, you're so far behind. I'm always trying to remember what episode we're talking uh, about. Episode eight had to do with Lois being very upset with Jonathan <clears throat> and letting her anger out of control. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Superman yeah. interrogating John Henry Irons. 
Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was the John Henry Irons reveal episode. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm up a nine right now. So that's why I like I I always have to remember where we're at because like I'm thinking of the current stuff. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna have so to send me that afterwards. But uh, yeah, I love this episode, man. Like the show just keeps getting better and better. I I really enjoyed the the crazy ass dialogue between Lois and uh, Jonathan when she just reamed into him. Rightfully so. I mean, it was a little. I mean, it was a little intense. Even I was like, "Damn, I didn't know she had it in her." A little fireball and shit. But it was real. It was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially not just that moment, but the moment after when they kind of reconciled and she explained where all of that anger came from, and then they had that that moment. Yo, I shed a tear. I'm not gonna lie. I shed a couple tears. Um, But yeah, it was such a great episode. Um, And I, 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 I feel like I've said this on several occasions every time we've talked about this show but it does not feel like a cw show at all like it 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 just everything from the way it's shot the storytelling the the dialogue there's never a cheesy moment everything just looks and feels so real like even um umar when you came over and we were talking about it a little bit in regards to um what's her name sarah when so, she's yeah. doing, yeah, she's doing her, the, or she's auditioning or performing for the, the talent show or whatever. And, um, Jordan's there waiting for him. And I'm, and I'm thinking as soon as Jonathan enters in, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, he's so distraught by like what happened how he got, he got, uh, yelled at by Lois that him and, uh, Jordan are going to go on some kind of cheesy joy, joy ride, like how they always do in CW, or it was going to be some lame type of thing that they do. But. It didn't go in that direction, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's refreshing." I totally can't even call this show like nothing is really predictable because I'm so used to those common CW tropes that I'm almost yeah. like waiting for them to drop the ball and just be like, "Yeah, you're gonna shit the bed in a minute," but they never like, do. I thought he, I thought he was gonna be like, "Yo, I need you right now." He's like, "Yo, man, I gotta go, uh, like, be here for her." And he yeah, was like, and oh, then fun that way. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was either going to go that way or, like, he was going to leave and then she was going to get angry at the fact that he didn't show up when he said he would. And, like, I'm like, come on, don't go down this route, man, please. And they totally Myth. flipped the script and didn't do any of that. So I found that to be really great. And Even when as I'm talking... I, dad too. Yeah, and it wasn't this whole big, like, dramatic, like, teeny bopper type of, oh, Dad, you're never there for me, man. I fucking yeah. hate you. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was very tame and very real, and, and her reaction was kind of just like, all right, I'm used to it, but, like, you know, it, it's okay. Don't, you know. Like, you know, that, that, that was that was a really good moment because, yeah. so, saying that you're, like, when you I get to a point where you're fed up with somebody and you're like, I'm just yeah. disappointed. Like, don't make any more promises because I just don't mm. want to be disappointed anymore. And the look in his face, I'm like, that was, like, because he's the kind of person where he just wants to be forgiven, forgiven, and then he just keeps making his mistakes. And when mm. you say that, that hit him so hard that yeah, it yeah. was like his it was like his wife left him because he cheated uh-huh. like it was that level of reaction and it was like he like cheated his daughter out of uh, out of being father because it's what he's doing and she's like you know what like keep yourself right like you yeah. know you know you, you know you want to have that energy keep that energy and and i'm gonna I'm a walk away on you and it was just like yo that, that tore him and and um, I gotta go back to to the, to the Lois and Jonathan thing. The one thing I was really impressed with it, like, so it opens up on like the therapy session, right? And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. You know, well, we'll see where this goes. Uh, and it was funny for me because it's like right after we're like, yeah, they need to do more with Lois. I'm like, holy crap! Like, they're they're gonna they're gonna deliver. So 
a thing I loved about this was they tie in, you know, okay, John Henry Irons uh, was, was with Lois, and they had this this this, this girl. And then you find out that she had a miscarriage and it was the same name of the child. And I was like, usually when they do, well, if you have something where you have like this multi-dimension and, oh, there's a relationship between like two, like a character who's like just, you know, there for a plot point, it just wouldn't be that real. And it was like, that came a, a gut punch out of nowhere because like, you know, and same for her, whereas like, you know, she obviously thought that stuff would be put to bed and to some degree you never will be right. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, all these feelings came back. And then the dialogue with her and her son. And when she tells him and his reaction was just like, like everything melted away in him. It was like any anger he had, it was like, Oh my God, my mother, like, I, I yeah. like, Oh, Oh my God. Like, I, I, I'm so sorry. Like that, like, like I get it for, forget, I, like say nothing, you yeah, know? And I, and I love that aspect of like, it's like, even when she's yelling at him and like, she's saying like, you know, get out of my face. Like my mom said that to me a couple of times in my life. So like, yeah. you know, that, that resonated. And also at the same time, like when, my, when your mom, especially when you're at that age, when your mom is apologizing but like by telling you why and like is kind of like brought to tears about it. Like you're just like, oh mom, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So like I, I could really resonate with that. But also it was really nice to have that conversation. And also kind of like what you guys are saying, the resonance of the fact that a miscarriage child who like it like it triggered her. This was something that she didn't take to, like proper time for. In fact, like it's it kind of reminded me of my conversations with you tactics. Like when I'm talking about like, yo man, like I've had a really shitty time, but I should be over it by now. Like I took a couple of days. I should be, I should be fine. Similar to what Lois was saying. And you always tell me, it's like, bro, you, you need to like kind of go with your speed and go with what you can handle. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't like think your way out of it. And it's kind of like what Lois was doing. Like, she's like, yeah, I took my, I took my vacation days. I took my sick days. You know, I, I came and saw you. Uh, you know, I did all the right things. Why is it? Why am I still grieving? And it's like, well, you're still grieving. It, it's kind of like just on that front. And like, I also really love that Clark didn't make it about himself. He made it about his wife. He was like, you know, for, first of all, he, he did this stereotypical like a scared husband thing. He's like, Yo, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I won't say no to that. And then, uh, and then also, he's like, well, <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say no to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then also, like, then he's like, look, if you need to go talk to someone, I want to be here for you. But like, if you need to talk to someone else, maybe you should. And you know, having a completely supportive husband who's not trying to make it about himself, and also who, like, granted, he was being a little overprotective. And I like the fact that his father-in-law was like, "Can you please bring my daughter in and let her do what she." does best because like both of us are out of our leagues with this guy <laughs> and i like the fact that they actually gave lois like for the first time she was it is superman and lois it happened it happened in this episode and so mm -hmm. i'm I, i'm glad that it happened and like fuck i i got misty eyed twice in that film in that episode yeah it's like a film anyways <laughs> yeah. yeah no it was a great episode also, I didn't like, really see it as like um, as you said that it was like overprotective. I saw it more as he's a little bit not I, I, jealous is maybe not the right word, but like when you when you find out that there's a guy from another 
universe that's what that wifed up your wife like you don't really want to have them in the same room together right off the bat you know what i mean it's like i don't care <laughs> if i am super mad yo like she's dipping in the chocolate like i don't i don't know if i want i don't want like a re <laughs> reimagining of this or anything like that right so I yeah i don't know that out too. He, he's like i don't think we've ever been in the situation where i've met the other, <laughs> your, uh, your uh, like otherworldly self and they had yeah. a chat together that you and i had miscarriage like this is brand new territory for us <laughs> yeah that's a tough room to be in i'm just saying one of my favorite scenes of all time in this show was when uh, John Henry's is like getting into the the RV and Lois is coming out to talk to him and the Superman's just like, whoa! <laughs> it's the ground. And I was like, you came down a lot harder than you normally do. <laughs> like, you making a statement. He's like, don't you yeah. forget, I'm Superman, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't do that landing correctly. I guess I'm too strong. <laughs> yeah. yeah like you go talk to my woman without me around nah i heard you i might have been up on ever saving somebody but i, I don't worry i'll be here in a heartbeat <laughs> i i actually so another thing about uh cw that this show is not doing is like for example when jonathan gets trapped in there he gets trapped in there because he's being a dumbass kid straight up mm-hmm I like the fact that when Lois comes to save him, she doesn't do things that you're like, why didn't you just do this right off the bat? Her first instinct is to go, I'm Lois Lane. I authorize him. He's my son. That makes sense. And then immediately when that didn't work, she didn't waste like, like she didn't start wasting her time banging on the door. She pulls out the, the, the signal and starts screaming for her husband, knowing he can hear her once the signal goes off and gives him the full lowdown while he's in like while he's like super speeding to them that is proper time management in a crisis <laughs> yeah you know i didn't even think about it to that degree like i know she said it but i didn't think about it and it's like yeah while he's super speeding he he's he can hear he knows how to focus like deeply into something and the second you turn he's his focus is going to be heightened anyways yeah, like all the details. By the time he arrives, it's like he, he's he's three inches from the like left quadrant of the side of the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty much at that point. He's like, yo, got it. <laughs> well, like how many times in like in any CW show you're like like for Flash? I think Flash is like the the guiltiest when it comes to this. It's like, why didn't you just do that, Barry? Or why didn't you just super speed that, Barry? Like. Literally, yeah. when everyone's not moving, how are you getting surprised by everything? So yeah. the fact that this yeah. show was like, no, 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 like uh, Lois Lane utilized every advantage to her to save her son, and then she like hugs him, and then it's like, I'm gonna yell at you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, so you got to give it up to the bad shows because they're 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 leaving a staple for what not to do. So I'm sure a lot of these writers are like, all right, so fuck the Flash. We're not gonna follow that format. We're gonna do things right. So. <laughs> I mean, shit on the Flash and Arrow all you will, but if it wasn't for these shows, then oh, Superman man. and Lois would be that caliber of of television, right? So. Yes, yes, they they are the cobblestone that this show can roll over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just lay lay the pavement. We just go drive right over you. That sounds good. <laughs> but by by the way, when you were talking about the brothers in the gym, you, you, the exact feeling that you have the worry you have is that you're like every time you see a gym in a cw show it's like 
don't pull a one tree hill don't pull a one tree hill <laughs> like, like that's what you're anticipating like oh there's two guys and a girl and they're in a gym it's they, they're gonna do something with one tree hill <laughs> oh, that's, it. that's all i got <laughs> i i actually like uh, so the, uh, going back to what you were saying tactics about like that moment i actually like that when um like for her for her cons for sarah's concert uh like jordan brings flowers clearly he's still into her and jonathan's like bro you're you're in the friend zone like you willingly went into the friend zone and that's an actual real like a lot of what was happening in this episode was more real more lifelike like bringing the supernatural bringing the like the super aspects of it and making it realistic it was realistic like he wasn't making fun of his brother he's like oh man you're in the friend zone like you're never gonna get that it was like why did you bring flowers man you're in the friend zone like that's a real conversation that people would have and also not being mean about it and then jordan mm -hmm. like hides the flowers afterwards and it's like yeah like i like and also the relationships like you see how superman even though he felt he was failing at the beginning of the series you see how he still imparted the goodness in both of them like if they're going to go bad it's going to be for things that were a little outside of their control mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a good point yeah yeah I, I do like how jonathan is as much as like there's that theory of him going bad i like how how much he stays on the side of good so the one there was one comment that worried me and i i hope i'm reading into it but when he stands up to his dad is like you and jordan are essentially weapons that one line kind it kind of I know it's never going to happen, but it kind of gave me like the first step in his direction to going into like a Lex Luthor character. Mm, interesting, yeah. Mm. But there is a Lex Luthor, so I feel like that could be Lex, a turn. Lex, Lex, Lex Luthor, like, um, yeah. No, no, I don't mean I don't mean the same character. I just mean like as in like to keep him on the side of good. His dad already fought a character who thought the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, all right. So moving on uh, with what little time we have left, it, it comes to... First off, you, you notice how we, we barely mentioned Superman? That's that's crazy. I love it. And like, I, 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 now have to eat, I now have to eat my words from last week about how it's a Superman show because we hardly, like, the the more we start to watch the, the, the episodes and the season go by, like, we're, we're talking about Superman and the action less and less and more about the storyline and the dialogue, which is crazy to me i never course, thought i would say from that a cw show like this yeah. is more like this is more like hbo max but no i i'm i hear you t True. yeah and i think I, I was saying i was saying to you i don't know if i said it on air or off air but umar i was saying how um my appreciation for like the flash and the arrow shows was was more so about the action Right. I like and especially with Smallville, like I was all about like, oh, like I was so gung ho and like excited about how, you know, like when was Clark going to get his new power or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was always waiting for. I didn't really care much for like all the storyline. But now with this, I'm like, you could go a whole episode and not even have Clark wear the suit. And I'd still feel I feel like I'd still be invested in the show because of how great the storyline is. I, yeah, and that—that's what I'm saying. Like, this is why I feel that Zack Snyder, like, just he really missed an opportunity. It's not about having gods among people and people freaking out about the gods. It's about 
a person having godlike powers but still being human. Man, mm. just let it let it go, bro. I feel like you've been waiting to shit on Zack Snyder. <laughs> I know. Like, Every like, time I can, I'm going to punch him in the face. I'm like, yo, this has nothing to do with Zack Snyder, man. <laughs> but, Umar, like, you, you might have reach, but Zack Snyder works out, so just chill. <laughs> yo, yeah, like that, that comment he said about like the 300 crew, I'm like, oh, yo, I can't take Zack Snyder. But yeah, um, no. my, my final comment before we move on is that um, I... I'm glad that they finally have started doing Superman and Lois Lane equally, and I want this to continue. I want like mm-hmm. it. It took eight episodes, but we got there, and now keep it. Yes, please keep it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, so now moving on to our uh, our final topic for t- uh, for tonight. I asked my bros a question. I've had it in my head for a while. And I have an answer, but I'm going to go last. So the question being, if you could make a Batman live action TV series, how would you do it? Like, how would be the feel? Or where would you have it uh, like broadcasted? How many episodes would you do? What kind of direction of the series of, of like the story would you take? What period in Batman's life? Anything like that. So like, so I ask you both. Texas, let's start with you because you didn't talk at all during. Nah, the actually, yo, because I'm the show producer and Darcy just sent me a crazy amount of picks. I'm like, I've been dying to hear his thing all day. So oh, okay, 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 so okay. Darcy. Wow. Okay, I only sent you three picks, but still, I sent I sent you picks. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, like... you're you're more prepared than I am, bro. I I just have it all up in here, yeah. but this guy came with notes okay. and everything, so I'm I, I got to hear okay. this. Okay. All right. All I'll, I'll jump off. Now, I didn't get down to, like, number of episodes into that level of detail. I have the tone of what I want, and I have, like, a particular villain that I would like um, to see um, and an example of, like, the villainy that I, I, I want. Okay, so I want the show to be both, and this is kind of, it's it's somewhat similar, you'll find, to to potentially what the batman would be like the movie but a bit different so i want it to be both a detective show ridiculously good in 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 the martial arts and a film noir or or noir type style that has has a horror element to it so okay out of the gate from the detective aspect there are two shows I want to pull inspiration from. The first is Luther from the BBC. Okay. And the, the aspect that I want from this is I always loved about Luther, how he was smart, but he was a little behind the ball. And it always makes for a really interesting dynamic in that, like, a lot of times whenever I've seen or read anything Batman related, you know, he's really smart, but he's starting a step behind. Right. Because the villains already started phase one or phase two. And this is when he's like, he might have had suspicions, but, you know, not enough to actually take an action. And there's something about the, the, the tonality of how they, they do stuff in Luther that I just like and I wanted to pull from. The second one, and this is from the villainy aspect, is Moriarty from Sherlock's BBC. And specifically... The kind of character I'd want to see that be is the Riddler. And I would love to see like a hush level kind of um, 
uh, a Riddler where is it Hush I'm thinking of? Yeah, Hush is the one where where Riddler ends up being the one at the end that, that orchestrated everything. Yeah, yeah. Where I want to see the Riddler be like Moriarty because I love how it's like. One, there's like a riddle aspect to to what he does in the show, but there is a level of just like this genius level playing and that kind of person where he's eccentric and he's really well thought out, really strategic. I would love to see the riddle rise to, to, to that occasion. In terms of the fight style, I want to have the, a mix between Daredevil and the Punisher. And specifically, it's the realistic hand-to-hand combat with the brutality that you see sometimes. So you see the brutality in the Punisher, but for the Daredevil, I love the oneer like that. Like everyone loves the oneer like that a big hallway shot where it's just super brutal. So I want to see Batman do that. Now, there's three in this in this film noir vibe that I'm, I want to talk about. I'm going to describe three different types of camera angles that I want to see incorporated into my style of this show that I think would be really powerful and I don't think I've ever really seen properly. Yeah, there's there there's that fight. So the first one is I nice. when it there's going to be a mix of two types of fight stuff, right? Sometimes you'll be fighting something fantastical and it's kind of cool and maybe we'll do edits, but I want to see more like hold off shots where you see the stunt people do work for a minute. I hate when we have like, boom, edit, bat, punch, edit, punch, edit, punch, edit. I want to see that like long shot, you know, give me like a wide angle and let me just see Batman like fight three or four like henchmen from like a long shot and just him taking them out. And it's like a silhouette of them getting their ass whooped. And you just get to see the stunt people's work. So, I want to see that in the fights. Sometimes it would be great, you know, if maybe you're fighting like uh, the. Sh- I don't want to like take. Even though I want the gritty, realistic. I still want like the supernatural. So if you're fighting somebody like uh, like you know the crocodile or something, and you gotta like, you know, do something with a little bit more editing because of the CGI. Cool for that, but I want a lot of henchman stuff to be like, you know, we actually see the fighting. Now, there's two kinds of other shots that I really are really important to me. When we see him fight henchmen and he get, and he in, is introduced, I want to see. I don't want to see Batman's POV. I want to see the henchman's POV. I have this idea in my head Ooh, of a henchman nice. walking down like an alleyway and it's dark, and you he you you get a shot where it's like following him, and then you get this like look, and he's looking over his shoulder, and all you see is Batman giant cape in a silhouette shooting upwards and a guy just going ah, and getting pulled upwards Kinda and like that's Batman how you, begins yeah but like way more film noir like um tonality like the, when you that moment when you saw batman in, in bvs where he was up in that corner and it freaked you out the first time you saw like he actually fuck a giant bat in a, in a building i don't mean i want to look artistically just like that but i want that feeling where you feel scared yeah. of batman like the henchmen feel scared of batman so yeah, like when you get these introductions and it's just like you're seeing it from their perspective and that's to also articulate how menacing Batman really is. But when you get Batman either doing something detective-like or he's facing up against a villain 
who's who's stronger than him or is more prepared i want to see it from batman's pov i want to see like if batman's doing detective stuff i want to almost feel like i'm a birdie on his shoulder watching him make his decisions getting really tight and intimate with it but when he goes up against someone like bane i want to feel like the shot is close and i'm seeing it from batman's pov and you see bane coming in and you get the fear so this noir feeling is like when there's these important moments i don't want to see a, gl a glamorous shot i want to see it be dark but like still visible but i want the fear of like damn like this is bane this is going to be bad and then it jumps into it and then we get all kinds of shots that, like you know that make sense whether it's a lo locked off long shot or or it's it's tight shots um and i want to see the work i want to see the stuntmen people be able to do their job um but yeah th th these noir shots where it's like the fear this really important to me in in in, in this vibe and I think hopefully you, you kind of see the mix of all of this, how like it's a darker show, grittier, um, and how like the Luther Sherlock kind of tone would kind of come into that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but, uh, and it's, it's smart and intelligent. I almost even wanted to include the tone, but it's a little off from the last tone that I wanted in here. But I was almost going to steal from um, a little bit from... Um, Hannibal, uh, the recent show we had with Mad um, uh, Mickelson or whatever, there was something about the darkness, but it was a little bit not quite what I what I wanted. But I almost there's almost like ten percent of something from that show I wanted to, to 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 take into here. Like if we get somebody like Scarecrow doing something bad, I kind of wanted to feel a little like Hannibal level, like oh my god, that. like this happened. Like this isn't just like something happened. Like this happened. Like oh my god yeah so uh, that that's my that that's that's the premise of my pitch yo i love that that no that, that sounds like a dope series that's yeah I, and i also love the like I, I know all the shows that you're talking about you 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 have a lot of uh the british uh stuff uh with you right now but like no i'm with that all right they, the, they really nailed it like they really nail what i want I especially like that moriarty and and a lot of the villains like because think of like how the sherlock show works you can have that big like finale piece but you can also have uh like where you build up to it but you can also have multiple other small things that are really in enticing all right t how about you man what what would your batman a tv series be like? <clears throat> my batman tv series um It'd probably be Batman Beyond, to be honest. Um, I oh, have been waiting okay. for. I, I like. I know you and I have talked about this uh, at nauseum for a while, Umar, and you said that it would be super expensive to <laughs> to produce, and I agree. I I agree. Nonetheless, I still desperately want to see a Batman Beyond uh, a TV series. Would be nice. Um, and this is coming from a person who originally didn't even uh, didn't initially give the the original series a chance like i was so against it i boycotted it for the longest time i actually didn't watch it while it was like on air because i was just like nah there's only one batman and it's bruce wayne i don't want to see any other deviations uh, uh or derivative characters or anything like that and then um i don't know I, I i don't know what coursed me into giving it a chance but then i ended up falling in love with the show and i love that they had like, like everyone 
yeah, like they had old school characters show up and like new like characters that were kind of similar to the uh, to the old school rogues gallery, but uh, had their own kind of spin on it. And so, I would love to see that brought to to live action in a in a TV format. Um, and mainly because I feel like ugh, don't get me wrong, I'm a bit you know you guys know me, I'm a big Batman fan, and I desperately want this Matt Reeves project to to do well because then that means that we get more good stories from a great director but you know based on these rumors and as far as i know they're just rumors but like there's a lot of bad press surrounding this movie and i feel like it's like with that and then with Zack snyder even though i I did like the justice league um (laughs) no bullshit for you bro i liked it um but uh yeah, with uh, with Ben Affleck, I, I thought he was great. I thought he was great as uh, as Batman, and I, if if he was like, because there was like talks of him like wanting to direct uh, his own ver- version of of Batman, and I I liked the ideas that he was pitching and like the um, like bringing Slade Wilson into the mix and and whatnot. Unfortunately, that uh, didn't quite pan out, and now Matt Reeves is um taken over, but um. Depending on how the Matt Reeves project goes, I mean, it doesn't with all these rumors that are circulating around uh, Patty Pattinson. Like, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be just a one and done or if they're going to continue and try to make this into a trilogy. But I feel like you know, that's already like two strikes with Batman in a sense. If if it does get to that, so I feel like you know. Let's start mixing it up. Let's let's give the right. Let's let's give some of the rights to to the t- to TV so that you bring Bruce Wayne into a, a TV world and build on those stories, right? Because it doesn't seem like they're getting it right in in the movie world. So I would like to see it like carry on. And like we haven't had like a like a good Batman show, right? And it's because they like what you were saying to me, Umar, off air, is that they can't get the rights to the to the character. I, I do want to ask something about your uh, Batman Beyond TV series. Would it mm-hmm. follow identical to the animated series, or would it have its own direction? Um, I mean, they could pull from it. I, I don't want to see, like, a carbon copy of, of what's already been done, right? But, I mean, like, get the main skeleton in there. Like, you know, Terry Mc, obviously with Terry McGinnis and, like, the tragedy that he suffered with his the death of his father um, and then how he met... Um, Bruce Wayne. I mean, you could change how he met Bruce Wayne and make it a little, a little bit more interesting than him just being chased by the Joker gang or whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, as long as you get the big bulk, the main bulk of it, the main skeleton, then I'm I'm cool with that. Them kind of deviating from the original storyline and kind of fleshing it out a little bit more. And then you know, it would be nice because I like I I saw I I, I think it was a um, it was like a fan art or whatever where. Um, it's like years into the future, and maybe this actually happened in the comic book because I know there's a Batman Beyond comic. But uh, his bro- Terry's brother Matt actually ends up becoming Robin, which is cool because I think that would have been like a really interesting uh, storyline too, like two brothers teaming up and and whatnot. So I would have loved, I would love to see a Batman Beyond show, and I know there's rumors that one is in the works or they're they're in talks to make one. So. Um, yeah, that would be my my original pitch, or not so much my pitch, but like what I want to see. Um, but if we were gonna still continue with Bruce Wayne um, as Batman, then I would have liked to have like a like a live action version. Smallville in this not not Smallville in terms of like 
how that show was produced and like the like the storyline and the dialogue and all that shit but like in the sense of like a beginning so similar to batman begins but more along the lines of um the the, the animated yeah Ooh. but like you know how like you know how they did the 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 gotham knight um at like the it was like a six part like different yep. six different uh storylines or whatever different animations in one kind of like gotham the anna gotham knights yeah it's kind of like the animatrix that they did um with the matrix uh series um, I would want something like that where it's like it's leading up to um, it's leading up to Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, but still doing Batman type shit. So I feel like that's what Gotham, the the TV series was originally going to be. And then they realized that they fucked up by focusing only on uh, James Gordon. So they tried to fast track everything and be like, oh, OK, well, we'll just bring Bruce Wayne into, you know, his Batman character early in his life and it just didn't make any sense and it's just like well why are they all these characters showing up now and like it just that show was a mess right so oh, yeah. i would like to see something something along those lines um or even maybe even like similar to how they're doing um how they did arrow where it was like flashbacks where like you had um you had him in present day kind of in his, it could be a present day where he's like in his year one of of being batman but then you have flashbacks to like um certain things that he learned that are relevant to the the present problems that he's facing currently or something like that i don't know um i hate flashbacks especially because of arrow i just can't stand them like i didn't mind them in batman uh begins uh yeah. whenever they had did they have them in that i feel no. like they had a couple yeah but, yeah, yeah um, they did I just can't stand it. For me, it just feels like lazy, like writing, like like half so, the time. So I, I, so I agree to a, to an extent about Arrow because I think the, I think they kind of they, it, the the concept was good in the first season. Like I actually didn't mind the the flashbacks in season one, but like it just it became such a common trope in the series, and I guess it could run the risk of 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 becoming the same thing in in, in this Batman iteration, but like. It, it, it that just became like it's stick and then they just kind of got lost in the sauce and i agree it did become very lazy in the sense of like oh let's do a flashback to explain why you know oliver is doing this stupid shit in the present day right and it just yeah it was just a common random thing that just flashbacks carry yeah over. random flashbacks don't work like you, yeah. you shouldn't be doing it like that like the flashbacks should be into the story and also it's like you're doing two timelines at one time and that they just mm -hmm. happen to coincide with what's going on yeah 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 um and i don't like i like so one thing that annoyed me about smallville was like the whole freak of the week type of thing where it was like every episode was catered to like the villain of that episode and then it was like a one and done and it just never progressed from there i i like um like so for example with <clears throat> with invincible um the the animated show like it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like every episode was like a completely different thing, yeah. right? Like they they had different elements, but it all those elements kind of pushed the the story forward as opposed to it just being one isolated thing. And yep. I would like for a show to kind of build build up to something as mm -hmm. opposed to just having it like one off every single time because then it just gets tiring and it's like I'm not invested in this particular episode because it's it's not conducive to the rest of the overall storyline. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna jump in now and like give my 
uh, what but, I would want the show to go. One second. Before you do, our our boy Rano here says he agrees that creating a show with all those those flashbacks is you know they should develop the character on screen. That that right there, my friend. He wears it nicely. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and actually, Ron, like I, that's kind of going with what I was gonna say. So for me, what I'd want to do is like I, I'm thinking ten episode seasons at most 12 but i'm thinking more 10 episode style because like just like we're seeing with mcu like six episodes is too little eight episodes can be good enough but 10 episodes is like the right amount like when netflix was doing uh like the first like like daredevil uh luke cage and all those sorts of things and like they did 13 episodes you felt like they were straining it so i want to keep it to 10 10 episode seasons first season i want it to be like you like half of the first episode is you or like the beginning of the like the first fifteen minutes of the episode, Bruce with his parents, and then they die, and then the rest of the episode he's kind of like going through grief and he's angry and Alfred doesn't know what to do, and then the next couple of episodes you're you're time jumping a little bit like you're seeing him in high school what he's like after the death of his parents then you see him in university in the, in the following episode kind of get get the younger stuff out of the way but like show how it affected him how it changed him. And then at the end of like halfway through the first season, he's just like, enough of this shit. I'm not going to live a normal life. My vow isn't a childish uh, thing that I, I, I made a vow on the uh, graveyard of my uh, gravestone of my uh, parents. It's not a childish thing. I'm going to do this. And Alfred being like, okay, how do you want to do this? And then the second half of the first season is him going to france going to tibet going to india like uh, just like doing all these things to learn and second season kind of takes off with him le- finding someone like henry ducard to train him how to become a detective like a real detective and the first half of season two him is him realizing he's got a lot to learn and he's learning it and then when the season uh, ha- like he when half season is over and he separates from uh, Ducard, he goes and starts doing magic and like escape artistry and that sort of stuff, and then goes to Japan. And Japan is like the, like 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 the last arc of season two. So like he's learning how to be a ninja. He's he's learning how like he gets involved in like a ninja ninja fight stuff like that. Like or him like just taking things on like. I, that's what showed the progression of him becoming Batman where like everyone's like oh where is he in his journey now oh he's learning how to be a detective awesome oh he's learning how to fight awesome he's learning how to be smart awesome he's being educated in like the world of criminology awesome and then season three he comes back to Gotham and we see him kind of like what happened in Batman Mask of the Phantasm where he comes back and he doesn't know what to do it's like Batman Mask of the Phantasm meets Batman Year One kind of put together in an entire season of 10 episodes where he's basically becoming Batman. And then at the end of the first episode, uh, at the end of season three, he goes from being Bruce Wayne to Batman. And then that journey starts. So that's kind of like how I would do the series. It would be like a, almost like you finish the series uh, like uh, in three, in three seasons, like a complete uh, series arc. Kind of like Avatar: The Last Airbender, where it's like a complete series arc with him just becoming Batman, and then you end it with him becoming Batman, stopping uh, what happened in uh, Year One, stopping the criminals, and then the beginning of the supervillains come, and the first one is the Joker, and just like the end of Batman Begins, where it's like 
this guy left the calling card, and Batman's like, I'll look into it, and the and then take the season, end the series there, and do a movie, one movie to finish off the series, where it's basically the Man Who Laughs comic book, but into like a live action movie with the same actors from the TV series come over to like do the movie. Your movies are series finale. Hmm. It's good. I'm not a fan of like wanting to watch that much beginning. It's kind of like Smallville for me in terms of like waiting for him to become the hero I want to see. But if that was a version that was coming out, I would enjoy that version of telling that kind of story. Yeah, it it is definitely like we've seen Batman. We've seen Batman like skipping over stuff. But like, I want to show like the psychological harm this has done. Uh, I want to show that like he is literally rejecting living a better, a living a normal life, and then I also want to see him like learning things that we know he will do, and also kind of struggling, but then like getting to it, and then like becoming the better version, and then and then moving on, and so like you would only have uh, a Bruce Wayne that's not the main actor Bruce Wayne for like the first half of the first season. Or maybe even less than that, but then the Bruce Wayne is going to. But you'll you'll have traveled with him, and you'll understand that like he's just this obsessed, and kind of seeing how Alfred is doing what he can to like help him, and then at the same time it's like he is someone who is, but not like belaboring on the point of like you should live a normal life. Why can't you live a normal life? It's like no, you've decided not to live a normal life. That's okay. You've decided to learn all these things. Let's learn them. And you're putting yourself in danger, but like just like people who want to become cops or want to become FBI agents or want to go into the military, it's like this is the life you've chosen. This is what fills you. Let's do it. Yeah, what, it's what, dope. You, what do you think, so Tack? <clears throat> I mean, I I like it. Um... It does sound like we're 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 pulling from a lot of existing properties. So I mean, as long as we can kind of keep it uh, original, um, like create some like new ideas, um, take certain liberties, but not too much to the point where it changes the overall uh, scope of Batman and what he represents. Um, I, I I think I agree with you. I I, I don't mind going back and, and seeing the progression that that leads up to to Batman but this is why I originally said um, I, I said it's um, I talked about flashbacks is because I, I like if we have to wait multiple seasons just to see him become like Batman then I mean I don't know, like, it, you'd have to, it, it would have to be a really outstanding show from a, a detective aspect for for it to create a, a good enough draw, because with Smallville, what worked with that was because of the fact that it had the, the, the superhero element and the weird type of shit, right? But, like, with, with going back to the beginning... It also had, like, the fact that it was the, it also had, like, the first of its kind. So right. It, it was like, oh, when did you become Superman? Exactly, but like with with going back to to the beginning with Batman, you have to keep in mind that a lot, like you know, a lot of those things that we that we love in terms of the Rogues Gallery, like like we're not gonna see 
the Riddler. We're not going to see Joker yet. We're not going to see all of these characters, right? And I think that's the, that was the problem with Gotham, the original TV series, that they realized that that was one of the big draws of Batman. Like, Batman, part of what makes Batman great, it's not a huge part, but it is substantial, is, is his phenomenal rose gallery. He has such interesting villains that he faces off against. And so they wanted to shoehorn a lot of those characters in prematurely, and it ended up fucking up the entire show because it was like none of this makes sense because Batman's not even Batman yet, right? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah, so it's just like I like I I I like it. Um, I'm just trying to figure out like a way of like making it super captivating to the point where like you, people are still going to be invested. Like fuck, I'm. St- I can't even say that because I I did not like Gotham, right? So like not even <laughs> the fact that it was associated with Batman could, is enough of a draw for me, right? So it's like it's got to be some like really rich in story, and Gotham just didn't do that. So um, yeah, but I like it. I, I think there's I think there's a lot of good stuff there, and I, I like I would watch it by the sounds of it. Basically, yeah. uh, my idea was to kind of like do Gotham right, but like not keep it in Gotham. It's mm-hmm. like Gotham fucked it up. We're gonna like. I want to do the right way. Mm-hmm. But by the way, I want to throw this in because I, I didn't realize we we're gonna throw certain details out. In terms of the the storyline from like how mine would go, I'd wanted to start um, like like he's already Batman and um, early young, but not like year one, not even like year two or anything like that. Like he's already. He's already established he's proficient. And I wanted to start directly in the middle of like a horrific thing that he solves right away. And you find out that it's not solved by the end of the first season. Um, that it was like the, it was it was a hint at the play. Um, and I want original stories um, that take all from all the main characters and take ideas. But I, I want to be surprised. I don't want to... Be like they didn't do hush right i want them to take like the riddler and take elements uh and surprise me with something and i don't gonna say what what percentage or draw that is um but i definitely want to see very proficient batman stuff and i don't know if it, how how like i think that you're right about the 10 episodes though, uh, 10 12 episodes would be fantastic um i don't know how many seasons it would be if it has a specific like beginning to end arc um or you know you just have to find a good place to end um but i definitely want to just see really smart and intertwined use of the villains so that way there's always like i would lo- like one of the ideas i had would be like i would love let's say it was three seasons that the actual Riddler villain, you didn't actually find out until the end of the third season that like the first two seasons, the big bads that were orchestrating everything were being orchestrated by the Riddler at the end of the third season. So it was such a big play that it took three seasons to find out who the real villain was the whole time. And it wasn't even obvious until you get there. Um, but you have fantastic villains orchestrating over those two two seasons that make you like, man, all that, that villain was so good. Oh, he was so smart. And then at the end of that third season, you're like, damn, they were being manipulated by this guy? Oh, shit, right? Um, that's kind of how I how I want to see and envision things. Sounds good. All right, well, we got some... Hell, we should be, we should be going to studios at this point. Like, we got some great ideas. Yeah, let's put them together. 
Let's make one show out of all three. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be one of those 10 year long episode, uh, series where we start from the beginning and end. <laughs> like We go from like the beginning, middle, and then Batman Beyond. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be dope. That would be dope. All right. Well, uh, I guess we have completed our season finale. And well, we got uh, one more comment. We got more one more comment by uh, by Ron there. Oh, I'm afraid of a. Let's see. Calamity <laughs> also see a new big and bad along with the other villains we know, but something as a surprise. Interesting. Which yeah. makes sense because, like, to honestly, Hush was like a, a brand new villain that came out when Hush uh, was released, and like you know his rogue like an, an addition to the rogues gallery because the Batman animated series added in harley quinn and look what happened with that yeah that's true yeah yo ron that's that's a good call that's a good call yeah i definitely would be game for for something new and i only you could either go the route of like something big and crazy but i also wouldn't mind something that's like uh, a character who just looks like a normal guy and he's just like just something like he's just something crazy and surprises you by whatever point that that needs to surprise you but it just like you're like you're so focused on everything that you already know that this guy's just constantly in in there and you don't even know how like how bad he is you know yeah Yeah, i kind of i like i agree i want to see uh somewhat of a misdirect similar to what they did with superman and lois and um yeah, John Henry, right? Like where you didn't see it coming, and you like they literally just like laid it out for you. Like this guy's Lex Luthor, and you're like, okay, I guess we accept it. And it's like, nope, this guy's not Lex Luthor. And we're like, oh, okay, interesting. So Ooh, I would love to Ron see something came, like that. Ron came up with a good thing. Tactics, you're not going to get this reference, but basically, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones pulling the strings. If they made like a Littlefinger type of villain who's like playing yes. politics, like a politician, yo, Ron, that's a yes yes that is that that was that's fantastic for for yeah for like reference yeah oh my gosh what what are the what is the role little finger and the and the the eunuch have like they they both have like a similar role well uh the uh little finger was originally uh the master of coins so he was basically the bank of the of the king and um but they're like right hand men to like kings and queens basically they're they're part of the small council like uh the king's council essentially so like yeah. they were they were adv- they were direct advisors to the king. Yeah, and all these advisors always have like their specialty. They have like you know their people. They call them like little birds or something like that. They have their people out in the kingdoms that, that tell that them was, all their that secrets. Was the, that was the eunuch. Those were yeah. The, the eunuch had 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 the birds, but I just mean to the point that they all had their connections and they were always utilizing their connections. And sometimes they were just utilizing them to to have information and be important. But this guy was actually manipulating people to a degree that like no one really saw coming and he was actually one of the most important characters uh in the show up until his uh his timely demise that was so needed at the time (laughs) no uh thank you ron this these are this is like straight up great suggestions yeah i I would love to see a, a little finger version in the batman universe yeah all right Hi, yo. <laughs> we're, ending, we're ending off on a good on a good note. Thank you, Ron, uh, and thank you all for watching. Um, I'm not gonna steal Texas to Thunder. Oh, I thought you had more more to say. You, you seemed uh, like you were on a roll there. Uh, uh, all right, so that 
Is that how we're ending this? Or are we, are we just gonna, like? It's consistent with how we started. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. And this is Big Geek Umar. Please like and subscribe and comment and see you in, the, in our new 52. Woo, we called it. <laughs>